0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Are you glad you are in the house of God? Ask anybody you at all. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord at all? Push your name and ask your neighbor Are you ready to receive the word? What did your neighbor say? Yeah. You are ready? Yeah. Alright, 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 alright alright, Hallelujah Alright, so I've been sharing concerning the spirit in the world of prophets, isn't it? Is it true? Yeah. What have I shared so far? What was the first point? Adam was first Therefore, Jesus is also first, isn't it? And then make Christ a first in your life, isn't it? What's the second point? Adam was what? Was a corporate man. Christ was also a corporate man. We are now found in Christ and not in Adam. Hallelujah. Do you like my message or it's like you don't like it? I don't know if you like my message at all. Do you like my message? The number three was what? Adam was a selfish man, isn't it? Christ was a man of what? Adam was a selfish man, self-promotion, self-things. But Jesus is a man of love, isn't it? All these things, I think I've preached, I don't know this whether this is number 7 in the messages I've been preaching, or number 5, or number, what number is it? I've preached so many things, this is number 5. Isaiah? no, this is number 6. This is number 6. On the podcast, they changed one and made it, make Christ a first. But that was number three, actually. So this is the sixth message I'm preaching along this line. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know it's blessing you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's blessing you. I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. Hallelujah. Today, I want us to go to the next point. I came all the way. I could have stayed in a car. I decided to come and come and give you the next point. Yes, I have to come and give you the next point. I don't want to miss this meeting. When I went to Accra, they were begging me to stay and be in any of the churches and preach. I said no, 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 I have I have a point to make here. Hey, that's an amazing thing. So let me make my point. So this is point number point number four, isn't it? Point number four. Point number four. Jesus obeyed. Adam disobeyed. Okay, Jesus obeyed, Adam disobeyed. Or you can say, Jesus was a man of obedience, Adam was a man of disobedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ask anybody, what are you? (laughs) Hey! It's amazing. So, Jesus obeyed, Adam disobeyed. You see, we are examining the spirit of prophecy, isn't it? Yeah, I began by sharing about the spirit of prophecy, what the spirit of prophecy is, what the word of prophecy is. What scripture did I mention for the spirit of prophecy? Revelation chapter what? No. Revelation chapter is in Revelation, but which chapter is it? Look into your notes. I want to find out if you are writing notes. Some of you come with your hand like that. You'll never learn anything. Charlie, do you know you never learn anything like that? You have to be smart. Okay? If you come with your fingers like that, without anything to write, you will never. You will never learn. You will never learn. You will be there for a long time. And you see that it's like your life is not going the way you want it to go. Revelation chapter 19, verse 1. The Bible says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, isn't it? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It says, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Then he says, Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So I mentioned that there's no matter what you read in the Bible, it must it must everything in the Bible points to one person actually. The more you read the Bible, the more you you, you see Jesus, and the more you fall in love with him. If you are in the Bible and you are falling in love with something else, or you are you are picking other things, you are not actually you know following what you're supposed to follow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, So there's a testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. Everything in the Bible testifies or talks about Jesus. Do you see? All the offerings that were given in the Old Testament were actually testifying concerning Jesus and all the work that Jesus came to do. All the sacrifices they were making. All the days they were keeping. All the months they were keeping. All those things that they were doing was actually concerning Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I said we'll go into that. Probably, I'm sure it will, it will flow into next year, probably, or I'll stop and then continue next year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But everything, 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 even the 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 things that were uh, in the tabernacle spoke concerning Christ. Everything. The names, the names of the people that people who were named in the Bible, Adam. Adam gave birth to Seth. All those, like everything has, is pointing to Christ. You see, so we are trying to expose you to some of the things that are in the Old Testament that speak concerning Christ. And I picked, I said I wanted to do the character portion, the, the individuals. So if I pick Abraham, I can let you know some of the things that Abraham did that typifies Christ. I can let you know about Jacob and some of the things that Jacob did, that typifies Christ. Some of the things that uh, 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 Joseph experienced and went through, that typifies Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All of them. So, I've picked Adam and I'm trying to explain some things concerning Adam's life and how Adam's life looks like Christ. Do you understand? Uh, so, we met, the first point we mentioned was that Adam was the first of men. Actually, Christ is the first of everything, of everything. So make him first in your life and see your life go higher and higher. I've made him first in my life. That is why I'm, I'm, I'm going higher. Yeah, every year I keep going higher because he's first. I don't do anything without him. I don't do things without consulting him. I, I stopped using my mind to do things long time ago not the kind of man man who uses his mind to do things. No, I ask him what to do. I make him first in my life. So everything I touch works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you don't make him first in your life, you'll be surprised. Then I also live from the point that I'm in Christ. I'm not in Adam anymore. I've been taken from the kingdom of darkness and planted into the kingdom of light. Do you see? That is where I think from. That is where I live my life from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I know when I'm going to die. I know I'm not going to die now. I'm not dying. If you think I'm dying now, you, you, have, you have made a mistake. I'm not dying now. I'm going to die very... Even today when I was coming, God showed me another... As I was driving on the road, God showed me another vision concerning the day I'll die. Yeah, He showed me a vision. Just like that. Mention mentioned the dates. This, 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 this. It's a powerful. Yeah, I'll be ready to meet you when, when it comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So... Because I'm in Christ, death is mine. All things are mine. Yeah. Prosperity is mine. I'll never be poor in my life. I, I keep going higher and all that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I. Know, so when I think about Adam being a copied man, it immediately brings my mind to Christ. Being a copied man. And that I'm found in Christ. And that I can never ever go down. I can never ever vanish. I'll just keep going higher and higher. hallelujah Hallelujah. yeah i it shows me that christ was put to shame so that i I will never be put to shame in my life so no matter what happens i will never be put to shame yeah hallelujah Hallelujah. yeah that i mentioned the fact that uh adam was a a selfish man he he was always thinking about himself self-promotion he was uh, he had the luciferian spirit in that brief moment of partaking of the fruit, he thought about his aloneness and how he's going to be alone once again. And they didn't want to be alone. So he said, let me just disobey God. Let me just partake of the fruit. And he partook of it and everything went into chaos. But Christ is a man of love. When Christ came, he gave his life. He shared his life. He allowed everybody to just flow. You see, by giving, he was always giving and giving his life. And I mentioned that That is the life to live If if you, you focus on the first one That you are in Christ And that you are something Alone You'll be surprised that You'll be going the wrong way Even though you have the knowledge of God yeah. You'll be going the wrong way So immediately you have the knowledge of God You must you must quickly know that You are here to sacrifice You are here to give You are here to impart into others Jesus came so that others may have life What are you also doing for others? Be an others thinker yeah. You understand be someone who thinks about others real prosperity is in thinking about other people Hallelujah, Hallelujah. be an others be an others man ask to about you an others man, an others man. that's why I preached last week isn't it others thinking about other people don't be a selfish Christian eh? the body of Christ is full of selfish people they are just thinking about themselves and their families. Every time they are thinking about them, they don't think about other people. They never think about other people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not good. You are going to destroy your life by just focusing on yourself. Focus on others. Focus on making other people's lives better. Do you see? Focus on making other... That's what Jesus came to do. He he says the Son of Man did not come to be ministered to. Where is that scripture? Matthew chapter 1. Is he, is he, you see, you can't remember. Matthew chapter It's your pastor who say your pastor takes notes, but you are not taking notes. Ask anybody taking notes. If you don't start taking notes, I'll not, never stop saying it. I'll say it until I see everybody taking notes. Because most, of you just came like that with your with your ten fingers. No, Charlie, you are making a mistake. Oh, don't you know that? Don't can't you see that you are making a mistake? You don't even remember what I said last week. I mean, why are we going? If you can't remember what what I said last week. Matthew 20, verse 28. Even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. He says, the son of man did not come to be saved, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. He served to the point of giving his life. I spoke about the universal principle of love, which functions by giving. You give to receive. You give your life if you want to have more life, give more life. Do you understand? He says that nobody who has left mother, father, and all that for my sake and for my gospel. He says that person shall gain an hundredfold. It's a principle a lot of people don't want to go along that line. A lot of people don't want to go along that line. Yeah. And I was giving an example of shoe. There was a time in my life, my shoes, the soles of my shoes, were there were holes inside. If they say we should kneel down in church, I don't, I, I can't kneel down because if I kneel down, they day they called me that I should come in front and come and kneel down for them to bless me and pray, pray for. Me. I didn't want to come because I knew that when I kneel down, the people who are sitting in the congregation will see the shoes that I'm wearing. Hey, it will not be easy for me. I just have one shoe. I have worn one shoe for a long time. I don't know how to wear multiple shoes. Yeah, I don't know how to wear the shoe I'm wearing currently. I bought a time bought for me long about six years ago. I just started wearing it because I, I'm not, I was just there, getting old by the, by the, by the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop looking at my shoes. <laughs> you see, receive by giving. Yeah, don't become a selfish Christian. Everybody wants to preserve his or her life. So all the countries are being given to all kinds of... Sierra Leone is 90%. To 90% another religion. It's a certain religion. 90%. 90% to. Whilst we sit here and everything is fine. We are Christians. We are always coming to church and singing different songs and doing choreography and all that. It's powerful. But at a point in time in your life, you have to do something. Obey God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Senegal is ninety nine percent another religion. Ninety nine. Guinea is ninety nine point five percent. I know the statistics. I was just listening to the statistics as I was coming. In the car, yeah, I was just listening to it. Ninety nine point five percent. It means zero point five percent are Christians. Hey, it's not easy. We also sit here and debate about, about unnecessary things, about certain doctrines and all kinds of things. Whether speaking in tongues is from God or it's not from God, people are speaking in tongues; they are being blessed. What's your problem? If you don't speak, keep quiet. Let those who are speaking to speak. Let them be happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eh, or oh. it says, that, uh, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Give your life for somebody to also benefit. Think about other people. There are other people apart from yourself. Okay? Tell me, don't be a selfish Christian. Be a, be a correct Christian. Yeah, one that gives. One that gives. Hmm? I'm not going to give you your money. I'm talking about doing something for another person. Generally speaking, I like do, do learn to do something for another person. Learn to do something for another person to be okay. I, I spoke about that extensively. So today I want to talk about obedience and disobedience. Okay. Adam was a man who disobeyed. He disobeyed. Obedience and disobedience cannot come into play without a command from God or without an instruction from God. If someone obeys, we we can only differentiate between someone who obeys and someone who disobeys by giving an instruction. Isn't it? If there's an instruction, we would know if someone is obedient or not. Until an instruction is given, you cannot differentiate between people who disobey or the disobedient ones and, and obedient ones. You will never be able to differentiate. We all look like angels, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. We all look smiley, everything is fine. But as soon as an instruction is given, we will be able to know whether this guy is, this guy is obedient. This, this one is not obedient at all. So Adam was given an instruction in Genesis chapter 2 from verse 15. Look at Genesis 2 from verse 15. Adam was given an instruction by God. God gave him that instruction. Gave him an instruction. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man. You see, so God gave an instruction. God is a God who gives instructions. If you think that God does not give instructions and God does not have some things that He has said, you are making a very big mistake. God has said some things that He expects you to live your life and to obey. Hallelujah. hallelujah do you like my message already or, or you don't like it kiss kiss the message if you like <laughs> <laughs> and the lord god commanded the man saying he commanded him why did he command him because he made him he made him so he can tell him what he wants to tell him do you understand the day you became born again you submitted your life what did you say in your born again statements? what did you say Romans chapter chapter chapter, what? chapter 10. Isn't it? From verse 8 and verse 9 and verse 10. Let's go to Romans 10. 8, 9, 10. It says, but what's yet The word is nigh even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And this is what we preach. We preach that if thou conf- shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Say the Lord. The Lord Jesus. Jesus. Do you understand the word Lord? It means owner. It says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So you confess his lordship, and you believe the fact that God has raised him from the dead. He says, then you shall be saved. Go to the next verse. For with the hard man believeth on the righteousness, and with the man confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11. For, as, for the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there's, for there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord, have you seen it? The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. The same Lord, you you call Him the Lord of your life. The word Lord means owner. Charlie, this phone is mine, isn't it? This is my phone. It's not yours. It's for me. It's my phone. It's mine. I choose to do what I want to do with it, isn't it? Yeah. Is it true? Yeah. If I want to make a call and the phone says that it wants to send WhatsApp, a WhatsApp message, what do you think I should do to the phone? As I'm making a call, I'm calling my wife. I've missed my wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to speak beloved, like loved sense. Yeah. Baby, I don't know what I'll do without you. Yeah. Hey, I've missed you like I'm a Tampa Paul. Yeah. I want to say some of these things, but when I pick the phone and I'm calling my wife, the phone decides that we'll send a WhatsApp message to your enemy. Hey. hey. What kind of phone is that? What do you think I should do to the phone? I will just throw it away. What kind of phone is this? Scatter. It's, it's a foolish phone. I'll just change the phone. That's how some people's lives are. They are just they are just doing Christians. Who. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about Christians, a Christopher. Do you know a Christopher? Christians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God owns them. But when God talks, does they don't mind him. They do what God wants to do, beloved. Those things. He wants to call somebody and but they, they want to do something else. Hey. God would throw them away. Yeah. Because he owns you. The day you became born again, you you actually sign up to an institution or a relationship of living according to instructions. Not living according to your senses and how you feel. Like, I feel like... I feel like... No, living according to what he says, not what a certain man says, but what he says, not what your feelings say. What he says, what is God saying to you? Not what you think. I think that what is God saying that. What is God saying that you should do? Adam was commanded by God, Brother, don't you can't eat anything in the garden. All the fruits, nice fruits, apples were there, tangerine was there, oranges were there. What, what else? Pineapples, mango was there. Don't you like mangoes? Yeah, don't you know, when we're younger, Charlie? When it's you know around this time, mangoes, this is the season of mango we will pluck every mango in the area people will be chasing, the owners will be chasing us we don't care, we will pluck we will just climb, you will not know what to say but you realize it's like the tree is moving (laughs) someone is up there either eating it from them throwing the the seeds away or something nice fruits alugun to gui was there all those things were there, isn't it what what else, do you know alugun to gui I don't know, what's the English name Sweet apple. Sweet apple. What? Um, so. Sauce apple. So. Sa- Sauce apple. Sauce apple. Sauce You are in a Greek, Yeah, you are in a Greek. Eh? Yeah, in That's a Greek people. We don't know. We call it Alo Going. To go in, go in. I know if you go to America and you want to eat something like that, what will you say? Can I get Aluguntu. <laughs> Thank God we know their name today. Hallelujah. The Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou may is freely. Free! Just eat whatever you want to eat. Just freely eat whatever you want to eat. The whole garden. You can even chew the grass if you want to. Everything is there. Just feel free. And he said, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and... The Bible didn't call it an apple. All those who are saying Adam's apple. Brother, do you see any apple there? Someone said it's Adam's apple, so it doesn't eat apple. When I was younger, I was afraid of apples. When I see apple, hey, Charles, this is sin. This is the beginning of sin. You want me to take this thing? If I take it, more of Adam will be for me. I don't like it. It's not not like that. The Bible didn't say apple. It says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that... Thou eatest thereof; thou shalt surely die The Greek, the Hebrew word says that In dying you shall die You shall experience many deaths There are different kinds of deaths You see, when Adam ate of it If you've realized, if you've read the Bible very carefully If you're a Bible reader, ask anybody neighbor, you're a Bible reader yeah. Are you into Bible reading? Do you like reading the Bible? Ask neighbor how many times Did you read it this week? Tell <laughs> anybody, I'm looking at your face I'm seeing you read it half, half times <laughs> But I believe I believe you read it more. I believe you read it more. I see you reading him more. Tell him I see you. Prophesy into your neighbor's life. I see you becoming a Bible reader. You are a Bible reader. You are into Bible reading and sense hey. He says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou shalt eat. He says, You shall surely in die you shall die. But when Adam partook of it, Adam did not die. Adam was still moving around. It took more than 900 years for him to die. You see, because God was describing, when God said, thou shalt shalt surely die. Okay, the Hebrew says, in dying you shall die. You shall experience death in death. You shall die till you die and continue to die. You see, death is actually not physical alone. Physical death is the second type of death. The first type of death is spiritual death. Spiritual death is separation from God. No life. God is life. Do you get it? God is life. Without God, life cannot exist. If you read in John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was of God, and the word was God. Isn't it? He was with God in the beginning. Through him were all things made. Without him was nothing made, that was the made. In him was life. You see, the version I'm quoting right now is NIV. Because that's where I learned it. I learned it in, in Sunday school that's never left me, I, learned, I, I remember when I learned it, I was like 9, when I learnt it I, the whole of John chapter 1 John 1 from verse 1 to 53 I think or 58, we learned we had to learn everything, if you quote, in the beginning was the word and the word was God, and the word was God, he was God in the beginning and the word became flesh, then he would slap you <laughs> the word became flesh, well, that's verse 14 what is in verse 4? Hey, start again. start again, it was not easy for us But all of us have become pastors. Prophet Edem. Prophet was part. I grew up with Prophet Edem. I met Prophet Edem when I was six. Six. I've known him since I was six. I'm more than 30 now. So you can imagine. We've been friends for a long time. Correct friendship. Ask Goni but who are your friends? (laughs) Your friends are bad boys. (laughs) Sexual healing boys. (laughs) Sexual (laughs) healing boys. That's why every time you are thinking about sex every time you are thinking about sex i claim i claim i'm kind of friend body body uh, body count do you know body count? yeah they asked charlie so how many people have you slept with what's your body count <laughs> someone would say charlie i get 15. Hey, you slept with 15 ladies your friends are not correct that's why you are always thinking foolish thoughts because every time they are they are conversing things charlie this evening what's going to happen so every time change your, friend. Tell me about change your friends change your friends <laughs> Bible says that iron sharpens iron yeah. Eh? Yeah. bad company that's what corrupts good morals and good manners change your friends Ah. Change that's why you can't read the Bible you don't have Bible reading type of friends your friends are sexual healing type of friends your friend's room has blue light all the light is blue Blue light. Hey. Mystery of blue light It's a message. It's a message. When the lady comes and you put the blue light on, all oh, the foolish clothing looks like nice clothing. All oh, the, the room does not look painted, but if when the light blue light comes on now, it looks painted. And you put shoes on. I want sexual healing. Sex. Hey. Change your tell me about change your friends. Change your friends. It says, in him was what? Life. Verse 4. In him was life. He is the owner of life. The, the, the Greek says, in him life lay. Life has its residence in him. Yes, life lay in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when Adam, God told him, the day you take of it, you shall, you, you will die. You would be, life will be taken out of you. I will be taken out of your life. And when he, when Adam partook of it, God was extracted from his life. The life of God that he had, the life that God was giving him, was taken away. Do you see? That was spiritual. Then let so Romans three twenty three. What does Romans three twenty-three say? For all have sinned and what? Falling short, Falling short of the glory of God, isn't it? And and they have Romans uh, uh, six twenty three says what? For the wages of sin is death, isn't it? So, Adam died when he sin is a transgression of God's law. If there is no law, there cannot be sin before sin can be qualified and pointed. You will never be able to know that this thing is sin until you know that it's a law that God has given. Do you understand? So, actually, sin in Adam's day was different from sin in our day. Sin in Noah's day is different from sin in our day. Sin in Moses' day is different from sin in our day. Sin in the life of the Israelites are different. Because God gave different commands at different times. Therefore, God judges them in different ways. Someone asked me a question recently. How about those are great grandfathers who never knew about Jesus? What's going to happen to them? There was a law for them. God gave them a law. It's called dispensations. We don't all live in the same dispensation. There's a dispensation called innocence. This is what Adam was dwelling in. And in that innocence, God told him, don't eat this particular tree. Adam's sin is not sexual sin. Adam's sin was partaking of the tree that God said he shouldn't partake of. When he partake of it, he as partake of it, he came into disobedience and hence sinned. Do you understand? Uh-huh. In, in Noah's day, Noah's, the rule was that don't corrupt your, your bloodline. Keep your bloodline. Everybody else was sinning. But Noah was not doing that. So Noah's righteousness was dependent on he... On, on, on. The Bible says Noah was perfect. His perfection was not spiritual perfection. It was physical perfection. Do you understand? He he had sons with a woman who was not corrupted with any other person. Because at that time, giants had come and all kinds of things were happening. Do you like my message? We love it. Yeah. So, that's dispensations for you. The time of the law is different from the time of grace. You see, in our day, sin is just one. Sin is Disobedience. Of not following and receiving Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. That's finished. That's all. If that is done, you will live in His rightness, in His righteousness, and you'll be fine. Hallelujah. Another time I'll go into that very well, okay? But Adam partook of the tree. And as soon as he partook of the tree, by taking the fruit, he disobeyed. And because of his disobedience, he died spiritually. But it took a long time for him to die physically. You see, Now, if someone dies spiritually and dies physically without having any intervention, that person would die the third kind of death, which is called eternal death. So there are three kinds of death. What's the first one? Spiritual death. The second one is what? Physical death. The third one is eternal death. Eternal death is you ending up in hell. And you see, hell is not the end. Hell is just a waiting place. There's a, there's a proper place called the lake of fire which has not been made yet. It's a day come, and God will make it, and he will put people inside. He will put hell itself he will put in a lake of fire. So, you see, don't, don't think that your friends who are not born again will be okay in hell. It's not going to be an easy thing at all. They'll be bashing. No, but you can't bash. You can't bash. Don't, don't say such things that Michael Jackson will be there. You'd never know Maybe Michael Jackson gave his life to Christ before he died, and he's, he's with the Lord. You'll be surprised at what people do on the last minute of their lives last minute, like on their their dying bed, you'll be shocked at what they do there. Because they see the reality, and they give their life to Christ, and before you realize, they are in heaven. And you who is following their past, you are are following what they did in 1974, 1984, you are a ganja farmer, because... (laughs) someone was also a ganja farmer he was smoking weed he was doing so he was like oh lem, this is the life this is the life brother even if you go to her we'll go and miss Bujubantin and all you don't know what happened between bob mali and the lord before he died there's news that he gave his life to christ before he died yeah. have you seen those documentaries yeah his daughters were talking about it and his wife he gave his life to christ you dare be there it's personal though yo hallelujah so the guy died, he died, he died died. and his death, his disobedience brought in chaos you see God gave him everything but he didn't like and because your your obedience is not only with respect to you, there are so many people connected to your obedience or your disobedience when Adam disobeyed a lot of people were, were affected, isn't it? look at Romans chapter 5, let's read from verse 17 Romans 5, 17 hallelujah Alleluia. Romans 5.17 Read it to me We are reading from verse 17 To verse 19 One to go by one offense, death be by one, be Therefore As by the offense of one Judgment came upon all men To condemnation Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. It's okay, you can keep it on this verse. Who is that one man who disobeyed? Adam, I'm just talking about him now. He disobeyed God's law. And because he disobeyed what God had told him to do, the Bible says many were made sinners. You see, your obedience is connected to many people. I want you to see that. The fact that your obedience is connected to many people. Jesus, when he found himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, one, you know Jesus wanted to abandon the project of God. Jesus is God, though. But when he came and he, he, was, if he was found in flesh, was found in this physical body, it was not easy to drink of the cup that he was supposed to drink with. Of, and be baptized with the baptism he was going to be baptized with because it was a difficult thing so when he became critical, when he came to the point of really doing what God wanted him to do do you know Jesus knew exactly what God had called him to do Jesus, Jesus started talking about his death a long time ago he knew he knew but when the time came for him to really do their practical obedience like adam when the time came for him to really do that because adam could have just thrown the fruit into eve's face like that i said woman go away and everything would have been fine isn't it but it was not a joke obeying god is not a small thing it's not a small thing especially when i found in flesh jesus was praying loud christ was praying he prayed to the point that his sweat and his sweat glands started exploding for blood to come through his sweat glands. Hey, So there's a small thing on oh. in Luke chapter 22. Go to Luke chapter 22. We can read from verse 20, I believe. Luke 22, from verse 40, rather. Luke 22 from verse 40. It is easier to disobey than to obey. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, he said unto servants, pray that he enter not into temptation. Verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them about the stones cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Re- if it is possible, just remove. Let this thing pass me by. Because it's not a small thing. He was just imagining the things that he was going to go through because he wanted to be obey God. Obeying God is costly. But the end is too nice. (laughs) The end is too nice. If you obey God, you'll be shocked. Jesus obeyed God. What do we have now? He's seated in glory. (laughs) Where is Adam seated? He's saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this calf from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Continue. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Just because he wants to obey God. That that he cried with strong cryings to him that was able to save him. Because it wasn't a small thing. But Jesus had something in his mind. He knew that his obedience was connected to other people. Adam also knew that his disobedience was connected to other people, but he disobeyed anyway. But Jesus knew that his obedience He knew my obedience is connected to other people There are people who are not here In this garden with me Sometimes when the lady has removed the the, the, the skirt for you And has removed the panty for you You are the only one there, isn't it? Your thing is on like that, hallelujah It's like I'm a bad pastor For saying what I'm saying Like it's on Like that Giving glory to God And you want to do things Free scholarship. Hey. Yesterday, someone was telling me, a lady, popular lady on TV, her bottoms but, is like this. Big. Hey. The girl has stripped twice for him. Hey. Twice. He said he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. He said, he, you think about his life. Just, everything will just pass. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> and he see say, please, dress dress up and leave my house. Hey. You see, he, he's, he's realizing that his obedience is connected to so many people. Do you like my message? Yeah. He knew, Jesus knew. His, my obedience is connected to so many people. So many people. So many people. So he decided, I'll obey God. I'll just obey God and be free. I'll go through what I'm supposed to go through and everything will be fine. And he did. And because of his obedience, the Bible says that we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hey, because of Adam's disobedience, everybody was made a sinner. But because of Christ's obedience to God, we are. So are you, are you also going to obey God? Yeah. Do you know what, what your obedience is connected to? I want to show you some of the things your obedience is connected to. Can I, can I show you from the scriptures? Yeah. Your obedience, the little thing, the little obedience that you obey God in your corner. It makes a lot of difference. To change a lot of a lot of things. If you read Isaiah chapter one verse nineteen, look at Isaiah 19. It says that if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat. Eh? It says if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Two things. If you are willing, you know there are some Christians who are not willing. There are some Christians who think that poverty is a blessing from God, <clears throat> and is a means of checking them. They pray that prayer in Proverbs chapter thirty one. At a 30, no, at a 30. don't make me rich so that I don't become proud and then don't make me poor, so poor so that I don't also become proud keep me somewhere <laughs> Hallelujah. he says if you be willing you need willingness to be able to enjoy the good of the land there's good in every land including this country if you are the type of person who keeps saying bad things about the country Ghana is not nice, there's nothing good in Ghana you will not enjoy the goodness of the country Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's goodness tell you, but there's goodness in the land. Yes. There are good things in the land. Yes. There's money. There's riches. There's enjoyment in the land. It says, if ye be willing. The next thing is that, if you are obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There are things that God tells you. If I don't tell you that God speaks to you, I'll be lying to you. You know God speaks to you. Don't you know that God speaks to you? How many of you don't know that God speaks to you? If you don't know that God speaks to you, then it means that you don't know that God is the one talking to you. God talks to you every time. If you're a child of God, God is there in you, and He talks to you every single time. Even your born-again experience is witnessed and spoken of by God. The Spirit of God confirms Romans chapter eight, verse what? Verse sixteen, isn't it? The Spirit of God witnesses or testifies of the Spirit that we are what the sons of God. Go to Romans eight, verse sixteen. The Spirit himself, not itself, the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If something as important as your, the confirmation of your new birth is witnessed of or spoken of or testified of by the Holy Spirit inside you, says the Spirit of God testifies within us, okay, bears witness with our, our spirit that we are the children of God, then every single thing else in your life is also spoken of and testified of by the Holy Spirit who is in you. Hey, if someone tells you I don't know what to do, the person may not understand what he or she is saying. Normally, you know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just that what you know you have to do is not so comfortable. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know you but it's not really. It's not really comfortable. You think about so many things. But your obedience to what God is telling you, you say Brothers and sisters, God does not speak outside of His word. If I come to you speaking Ghana, how many of you speak Let me let me try. If I say to you or ten, you know what I'm talking about. So I'll not say that one. Minta Minta Look at i i Do you understand what I said? <laughs> you had three days. You had a few But you, you didn't understand what You said. not understand what You had You had You had water somewhere. You see, the, this, what I'm saying eh, is a language, oh. you know it's a language, yeah. uh, and there are some people whose minds have been trained to understand the language I'm speaking now, isn't it? Yeah. So they understood, you, you, you understand everything I was saying, I mean, what I was, this is the smallest of gan, this is the least, it's like if you divide gan into five, this is like 0.5, yeah. <laughs> the guy I was just speaking is 0.5 of gan. There's level five of gun. When you're speaking, you will not be. I went to an engagement, and the gun was speaking. They were shocked that I understood just about 4% of what was going on. Hey, very deep gun. Very wild. Like I, I understand. I speak gun. Do you see? It's a language, though. But because your mind is not trained to hear it, you can't. It tongues. It, stumps. it stumps. It's like it's gibberish. It's like I'm doing my Manuji Calabara. But I'm speaking something that is correct, everybody understands. Same thing, God also has a language, He speaks. Are mm. hey, to me? Yeah. God say God has a language, not he, he speaks. Every language has alphabets, some alphabets. Gun has its own alph- alphabet. Abed, A-f-h-a. is it? That one is three. Yeah. That's three. The guy is what? The gun is along this last one line. And... Hey. You've forgotten your gun, those of you who are. Praise the Lord. So, you see, sometimes eh, God is speaking to you, but you can't hear what He's saying because you don't have the alphabet of the language He's speaking. And the language God speaks is His word. God does not speak outside of His word. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? If you want to be able to obey God, you must know what God is saying to be able to obey Him. And so, someone came to say that God is saying I should do god is saying i should go and kill my mother how can god say something like that that is not consistent with the language of god you are hearing latin god is speaking his word you are hearing latin god says i should marry a muslim but at least speaking there's something wrong with your brain what do you think i saw a wedding day pastor you can be seeing visions and doing all that but you are not the language you are hearing is actually not god's language Someone went to pray for 40 days and came back and said that God says that he should. What did he mean say? Maybe God says that he's Elijah or he's Moses or something like that. Like he's, he's Elijah, he's Moses, something like that. He's wasted, he's just wasted his 40 days for food. Of, of, of our unnecessary things. Hallelujah. Yeah. Do you like my message? God does not speak outside of his word. He speaks... All the things that I'm saying, isn't it God who said it? Yeah. It's God who said it and it's been documented for us. So God, God says things from his word. What God is saying is not outside of his word. Okay, He says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall enjoy the good, you shall eat the good of the land. Oh, Your obedience is key. We've been brought into the realm of obedience. By virtue of, you see, one one person has obeyed. Christ has obeyed. Say Christ has obeyed. Christ has obeyed. Because he has obeyed, we have been brought into the realm of obedience. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2, you see it there. Go to verse 1, 1 1 and 2. So you are the type who obeys, you are the obedient type. Mm? Those, they are, we have the disobedience type and we have the obedient types. Okay? First, Peter 1 1. It says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered through Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. He let to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit, unto what? Are you seeing it? Yeah. He says, you are elect according to the foreknowledge of, of God the Father. He, he says he elected you through the sanctification of the Spirit. And he, he sanctified you unto something called obedience and unto the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. If you read Hebrews chapter, 12, you, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, I believe. He says, you have come unto the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. So we've come to that place. So we've been sanctified and set apart unto the blood of sprinkling. And we've been sanctified and set apart unto a place called Obedience. So, we are by nature the children of obedience. They are children of disobedience who are the children of wrath. It's also found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Go to Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. I hope you're writing the verses down. Okay, Ephesians 2, 1 and 6. And you are sick quickened or made alive who are dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the cross of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So, they are children of disobedience. Do you see? Are the children of disobedience? The children of disobedience are all those who have not given their life to Christ, all those who are not born again. It says there's a, there's a spirit that worketh in them and makes them disobedient. But now that you are born again, now there's a spirit in you that is working in you to make you obey the will of God and make you obey the calling of God and make you obey the things of God. So it is natural to your nature to obey. You are the obedient type. Tell me about you are the obedience type. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if you are not careful, if you don't use the word of God for yourself, you will become a child of disobedience in the place of obedience. Yeah. You'll be living in the, in the realm of obedience, yet you'll be disobeying God. Okay? Why did Adam disobey God? Selfishness. He was thinking about it. It's called savoring the things that be of men. Okay? savoring the things that be of men. If you look at men too much, I'm talking about, do you, do you understand when I say men? I'm talking about human beings. If you look at the things of man too much, you will not be able to obey God. The expectations of men. Two days ago, you know, God has been talking to you to do some things. So two days ago, I was, I was thinking about where I'll live when I go to a car. I, have planned, but I want to live in my own place. I want to live in my own I was thinking, let me let me try and buy a land and all that. God is still telling me telling me sow that seed. You see, God is telling me sow a certain seed. The seed we are going to sow. God is telling me to sow more. So I'm going to sow four times what you sow. I'm going to sow four times of it. I wanted to just add some one or two, like try and start some projects in a cash. So when I get to a car, I'll have my own me and my family can go to our own place and go and be there. But God is telling me, brother. Why are you severing the things? Because I started thinking about, what will people see? It's like, I've not built anything for myself. I'm just building churches and all that. What about me? I started thinking about, that. so I nearly disobeyed God concerning what he wanted me to do. It's the things of men that causes the children of God to disobey him. We think too much about, what are the people going to see? What is this person going to see? What is that person going to say, What is this person? Let me, let me show you a scripture about Jesus' his own obedience. That was the day Jesus was talking. And he started talking about his death. Let's look at what happened. Go to Matthew chapter 16 from verse 21. Matthew 16. You are the obedient typo. You are the, but if you look at men, and look at what people say. Sometimes there are some people who have been called to become pastors. Like you are supposed to be a full-time pastor. You know it's in your heart. The time is not ripe. The time is not yet there. But you know that. I've always known I'll be a pastor. I always knew I would knew be a pastor when I was 10 years old. I knew. If I became a bad boy, I became a bad boy because other people were being bad. So let me also become bad small. Yeah. Everything every time it's other people. Did you know have you heard of wannabe? You want to you want to be a You want to be part of. You want to be just like every other person. You want to mess up like every other person. I didn't he chop the, the chicks. Why not go? Why not make a chop something? Why would not you? Because other people are doing You consider other, and you, you disobey God. You end up disobeying God. And if you disobey God, you will not enjoy the good of the land. There are a lot of things. God's, God's goodness is in obeying His word. You see, Abraham is Abraham because Abraham obeyed God. When God whispered to Abraham, Abraham, leave your father and your mother's house, leave your tribe, leave your kinsmen, and go to a place where I'll, I'll show you. You see, the art of following Abraham is the art of obeying, being an obedient type. The obedient type. When God spoke to him, he took his bag and baggages and left his father and mother, left his everything and followed. That is what we are, today people are called Abraham. We call ourselves the seed of Abraham. Because he was the obedient type. He obeyed God's word. When God said, do this, he did it. What do you think? If you look at men, if Abraham was considered, Abraham even even that one, Abraham obeyed God halfway. You know, Abraham obeyed. Abraham was called by God at age 65, but he he responded to God's call at age 75, 10 years after God. Asked. When God spoke to him the first time, he moved from his his hometown. The land is called the land of the Chaldeans in the place called I U R U R. I don't know. Every time when I'm saying, I, I struggle with it. U-R. 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 How do you how do you how do you say it? How do you say U R? How do you say H U R? Her. There's a guy in the Bible called her. Moses' assistant. Her. Yeah. I don't know, maybe you call your son her. You want to call him say her? So if you, are, if you are trying to shout him down and say, hey, hey, he will not understand what I It's like I mentioned his name twice. Abraham was in the land of Chaldeans. And when God called him, he moved from the land of Chaldeans and settled in a place called Haran with his father his father's name was Cotter. you know the initial instruction was that leave your father leave your mother but when he was going the, the obedience was so wild that when he was going he went with his father you can find it in genesis chapter 11. the last three verses of go to genesis chapter 11. there's some in genesis chapter 12 but there's some in genesis chapter 11. go to genesis chapter 11. let me show it to you maybe you think i'm lying you know the pastor who was lying in the church it was a pastor who, all that he was saying was, was a lie. It, was, it wasn't in the Bible. And the people were not checking it. So, look at um, verse. verse. Let's read from verse 27. Now, these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begat Lot. And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity, in, in Ur of the Chaldees. Hallelujah. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai. And the name of Noah's wife, Milcah. The daughter of Haran. The father of Milcah. And the father of Iscah. But Sarah was buying She had no child. And Terah took Abraham his son. And Lot the son of Haran his son's son. And Sarah, his daughter-in-law, his sons, his son Abraham's wife. And they went forth with them all from, from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. Have you seen it? You see that the way it's being said, it's like it's not Abraham who started the journey. It was Sarah who started the journey. Because Abraham disobeyed God. So God didn't take, it's like what Abraham is doing is so nasty to God, he's not even considering Abraham in the whole thing. Like Abraham, we are not Terah is the one who took since they were on their way to the land of canaan who gave the instructions to go to the land of canaan god gave it to abraham not to terah but abraham when he was going took terah his father took and god was so not happy he made it look like terah was the one do you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so in genesis chapter the next verse is genesis chapter 12 verse 1. genesis chapter 12 verse 1 is the second time god spoke to abraham now the Lord had said to unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I'll make of thee a great nation, blah 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 blah. Go to I'm going to give you more proof. Okay. Go to Acts chapter 7. Go to Acts chapter 7. What I'm seeing was a known thing in Israel. Everybody knew. Acts chapter 7. Let's read. From verse from verse 1. This is a uh, Stephen talking and preaching to the Sanhedrin. He was preaching to the Pharisees and the children of Israel. Then said the high priest, Are ah, these things so? And he said, Men, brethren, and fathers, hearken! the God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in, in Haran. you seen it? This, God spoke to him when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran, and said unto him, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and come into the land which I shall show you. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans, and dwelt in Haran. The current is, is Haran, this is Greek, that's why it's like that. He came and dwelt in Haran, where is it? And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed from, from him into this land where he now dwelt And the time span between he moving from Mesopotamia or the land of the to Haran was 10 years, and moving from Haran to Canaan was 10 years. Eh? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Eh? The, 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 his father's name means delay, Terra means delay. So, if there are some people, you see, some people are there in your life to just delay you from obeying God. And Terah, his father, was one of the people. Hey. Ask your neighbor who is the delay? Who is delaying, delaying you? Who is delaying you? Who? Who is delaying you? He was delayed in his ministry, in what God was calling him to do because of his father. Hey. Men. People. God was not happy. What, what will this person say? What will that person say? Jesus was faced with that same question. I was showing it to you in Matthew chapter 21, uh, Matthew chapter 16 from verse 21, isn't it? Let's look at it. Can we look at it quickly? I have so many things to share with you. What I'm, I'm just I've not even introduced my subject. I don't know how, whether my time is up. Is my time up? Oh, my time is not up at all. From that time for began Jesus to show unto disciples, he started talking about what he's here for. Like what God has been insp- what the reason why he was sent, this is why I was sent. The reason why God had brought him on the earth, he started talking about it. From that time for began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. So Jesus is confessing what God has said to him to do. His future is just confessing it. This is what I'll be doing. This is what I'll be doing. I'll be dying. They'll beat me. I'll, I'll suffer. I'll be... Look at, look at the next verse. Look, Just look at the next verse. The, the next verse is very powerful. Yeah. Then Peter took him. Peter took Jesus. Like this. You know Peter was older than Jesus. He called him. Come, come. Right, right. You see, come. come. Stand here. Why? Why? No, no, you are a lord but sometimes sometimes you say some things that we don't understand what's all this you are into death you are into death what kind of con- this is bad confession this is bad confession small you are just 33 you want to die we just started getting glory in, in jerusalem and all that you want to die brother stop go go go, go and sit, sit down hey peter was just talking to jesus like that he then took peter he took him and began to rebuke him he, he, he began to rebuke if you're a leader and you have assistants like that, it's not easy, cow. You have an assistant who can rebuke you. Yeah. Pastor, I but, but, Pastor, I don't believe what you're doing is right. It's not, it's not from God. Hey. Hey. Me know what you're doing is from God. though. But because he doesn't understand something. He says, then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, be it far from thee, Lord. He called him Lord. Be it far from me, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. Be a good confessor. Yeah. You, are bad, you are into bad confessions. Yeah. You taught us, but like now you are losing it. Forget Say it. positive things. <laughs> look at look at Jesus' response. Jesus' response is the bullet, is the bomb. This is my bomb for the day. Tell me about this. This pastor's bomb for the day. This is my killer punch, my punchline. I come to shoot you right now. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Then he says, Thou art an offense unto me, for thou severest not the things that be of Satan. Hey, hey, no, no, that is okay, okay. For thou severest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of Satan. Is that what the Bible is saying? You, you don't sever the things that be of God, you sever the things that be of Satan. Your Bible is wrong. Is that it's written there? Oh. Hey. It says, for thou service not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. 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 Man. Ah, this is wrong. Jesus should have said that, because initially Jesus said that. Get thee hence, Satan. Thou art an offense to me. For thou service not the things that be of God, but the th- it should have been the things that be of Satan, because he say he's calling Peter Satan. is it? You see? Hmm. It's my punchline, it's my punchline. Satan uses men to cause you to disobey God. Men, people, people, they will cause you to disobey God and they will prevent you from prospering as God wants you to prosper. People. I just showed you about Abraham. Terah just delayed him. Just like that. And Lot, he took Lot. Lot was not supposed to be with him. He took Lot as well. Lot is, Lot also means veil. The name Lot means veil. Because of Lot's presence in his life, Abraham could not see the way God wanted him to see. People, prevent you from going on as you're supposed to. So when you know that God has spoken to you, eh, don't contact people too much. The Bible says that Paul conferred not with flesh and blood. Yeah. you can sometimes you can't explain yourself to everybody yeah. if you try to explain everything you may you may get into yeah. people will just, will just discourage you yeah, yeah. I have people telling me don't what are you doing when I want someone in the ministry what are you doing we just took you to university you have just come out what is the meaning of all this there are many churches there are so many churches all over the place small but what are you doing if I had obeyed them if I had kept their voice if I had looked at them and disobeyed what God was telling me to do Mean a lot of things would have gone bad. I didn't know that there were so many people connected to my little small obedience in my little small corner. I didn't know. I didn't know. So many people are connected. So many people are connected. If you look at the people who are around you right now and you look at their faces and what they are saying and all that, you don't obey God. You become a man of disobedience. Adam listened to his wife. He listened to there are some wives who are there to make you disobey God. Let me not go there. It's to be too much. Have you ever heard of Jezebel? Jezebel was the reason why Ahab could not to be God. Ahab wanted to be God at certain points in his life, but Jezebel. There was a day. Ahab, Jezebel was to Ahab, and Ahab met. He met Elijah. Elijah closed the heavens for three years, no rain. Ahab met Elijah. They spoke. Elijah said, Let's do a contest. Call the the priest of Baal. Let's stand in the open. Let them call upon their God to bring fire down on their sacrifice. I also call upon my God to bring down uh, fire upon my sacrifice. All this while Jezebel was not there. Jezebel was not there. Okay? In Jezebel's absence, Elijah's ministry functioned in Ahab's life. The prophets of Baal called upon. You know, Jezebel was the one pushing Ahab to make them worship Baal and all that. That woman, the Bible says, Ahab made one terrible decision by marrying Jezebel. And all of his problems started. Hey. Hey. That was it. The Prophet of Baal called upon fire, whatever it didn't come. Elijah told them, pour water, pour water even on the sacrifice. Just pour, soak it with water. They soaked the whole sacrifice with water. Elijah prayed, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Fire came from heaven and licked all the water, consumed all the sacrifice. That day, God was magnified before the eyes of Israel. Everybody knew that this is God who will serve Elijah's God. When Ahab got home, and Jezebel came, they told them, Sister, they have killed all your prophets. Jezebel said, "Hey, eh, hey, have you stood there for all this to happen in my absence? You will see. The threats that she issued to Elijah caused Elijah to give up in ministry. He just gave up in ministry after calling fire. Immediately Jezebel out issued that threat. That was the end. Elijah said, "God, it's okay. I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm alone." Kill me or, and not let, don't let Jezebel. This was a very wild man who prevented the from obeying God. People, people, people. You like my message? People, people, the people, the people. So Jesus was going to be prevented by 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 Peter, his own disciple, someone close. No, 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 no. Same church. We're in the same church, we're here, the same message. No, 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 no. What you're doing is not, not right. What's the meaning of all this? Why are you going? What's the meaning of this? No, 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 no. no. Stay, 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 stay. We wanted him to disobey God. What do you say? You shouldn't go for that meeting. Don't go for that meeting. This is death meeting. Don't go for... Go meetings too much. This meeting, don't go. Hey. If you go for me meeting tomorrow, they'll make you a leader. Hey. Your friend is advising you. Don't take the advice. there are some advice that are, they are from. You see, it says you don't savor the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. There are things that be of men, seemingly good. seemingly good. Listen, decide to be an to be someone. This is what prevents Christians from going on obedience, like obeying what God is saying they should do. Okay? Yeah. Just obey. If you obey. The, the benefits of obeying are too many. When Abraham obeyed fully, what happened? The Bible says that he became rich, exceedingly rich in cattle, in water. Rich! Because he obeyed God. He obeyed God. You see, God cannot be seen. So sometimes when you say, God is telling me to do this. Everybody are you sure it's God? Where did you see God? Where did you meet God? You know, the prophet who said that from where, where did God move from me, the Spirit of God moved from me to come, to, to come for you to prophesy? Did you ever hear that? It's in the Bible. Uh, oh, I've forgotten the king's name. More than you can carry. 2 Chronicles twenty twenty. Who was the king? Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat and uh, I think it was Ahab, right? Was it Ahab one of the kings? At that time, the kingdom had been divided into two. So, jo- Josephus was king over uh, uh, Judah and Benjamin, and then the other king was king over Israel. Okay? It's Ahab. Ahab's death. How Ahab was supposed to die? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Ahab had prophets. Plenty prophets who were prophesying. They were going for war against Syria. They were all prophesying to them, to him, that they should, he should go for the war and that he will win. Meanwhile, all the prophets had the lion spirit in their mouth. Prophesy. There was just one prophet. Ahab said, this prophet he has never said anything good about me. But Jehoshaphat said, bring that prophet and let him also come and say what he's supposed to say. As, as they were going, the guy who came to take the prophet from, his, from the prison to go and go and prophesy, told him that, brother, everybody's prophesying this way. You to when you come, prophesy that same way. When they got there, the prophet said that, oh, you win, go, you win the war. Then Ahab said, Charlie, I haven't tried to, not to, not to lie to me. Just speak the truth and shame the devil so the guy said okay i saw israel as sheep scattered without a shepherd upon the mountains meaning that their shepherd was going to die he was going to die then then they turned to joshaphat and said you see didn't i tell you that this guy he never prophesized anything good about me hallelujah then when when the prophet said that one of the one of the senior prophets who were prophesying the wrong way slapped the prophet and said, from whence did the Spirit of God move from me to you to cause you to prophesy? Like, How did the Spirit of God move from me to you? <laughs> hey. so, so, sometimes when you say, God is telling me to do this. You see, that what we use to check whether it is God, is the Word of God. That's the only thing. We just use the Word of God to check. Okay, what you are saying is true. Because if you are, what you are saying, it's so difficult to say that God God, say God has spoken to me. We don't know what I'm talking about. Is it in line with the body of scriptures? Is it in line with what God is saying? If it is in line, it is okay. If it is not in line, we will not mind you. Hallelujah. Yeah. But people, I just want you to be very careful about people. Jesus said, I don't think that I've come to bring peace on the earth. I've come to bring sword. Don't think I came to bring... It says, a man's enemies shall be they of his own household. When you are, you're you are in church, you're going to church, your parents, all of a sudden your parents become aggressive. All of a sudden they become aggressive. Why? Why are you going to this church? You keep going every time. You're going every time. You don't come early. You don't do this. You don't do this. You bring you to school to come and learn or to come to church. Brother, you have to learn. There are, I hear some people are saying that you don't have to learn. I say you don't have to learn, so they are behaving like they are not supposed to learn. They don't go for lectures. I was being told recently, just yesterday, that people don't go for lectures. Some people don't learn. Huh. If I, ca- if your case like that comes to me, the way I'll beat you. I'll beat. Do you. you know I can beat? I can beat. I'll beat you. You are my son. I have to beat you. or You don't. You understand? Didn't your father beat you? It's in the Bible. The Bible says the father should beat their children. <laughs> yeah, it says beat them. It says there's foolishness that is around the heart of a, of a child. And the rod of coercion shall drive it very far away from him. Foolishness shall be driven away by beating. It's not by counseling, by beating. That's why I'm saying that when you come out, I'll beat you. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Let me, let me go along this line a little. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Let's go to, read from verse 6 why why do you why is that what i'm saying to you did i ever tell you never to learn how many times do you even come to church when you come to church how many hours do you spend in church haven't i told you about working hard nothing good comes easy you want to pass your exam you will not learn exam some of your exams is coming with just some few days why won't you learn why won't you learn next week sunday i'll close early the following sunday i'll close early because i want you to pass your exam we'll close at 11 go home and go and learn no meeting go home and go and learn it's only those who are finished school who come for a meeting if you are in school, go home and go and learn. Next week, we are doing costume service. Hallelujah. 3rd December, I just want to take... Those of you who are writing, I want you to have a relaxed mind before Monday morning. So we'll do costume service. We'll fool around in church. <laughs> Happily. Oh, it's like you don't like what I'm saying. Costume, we'll paint our faces, change our colour, the color of our hair, and be in the church and just be happy. And we'll let your lecturer talk to you how to relax in exam. You understand? we have a lecture we have lectures around they will talk to you relax so that you can go and write now if you go and you write the thing you don't come and you don't pass you'll see I will beat you Week, uh, uh, midweek service will close early 8 o'clock we have closed go home and go and learn every time we we'll close early go for the next for the next few weeks after writing exams I'm closing early well a lot of you are students so I'll not, I'll not stress you out I'll close early go I'm a good pastor all day so if you come and you come and tell me that you can, Someone come and tell me that You you say that Pastor says we shouldn't learn yeah. Hey, Which pastor is that? From whence did the spirit leave me to come and tell you that? Yeah. Hey. I'll beat you He says for whom the Lord loveth He beats eh? Listen listen this one He says for whom the Lord loveth He beats. beats The one whom the, lo- the Lord loves Let's read the message Maybe message will say It's a child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. This one is not still. Go back to King James. Or BBE. BBE is good. Okay, BBE. For the Lord sends punishment on his loved ones. Everyone whom he takes as a son has experience of his love. His rod. Has experience of his rod. So you must have experiences of the rod. (laughs) Go to the next verse. Verse 7. So I'll beat you. If to be honest, I'll beat you. Like it is for your training that you undergo these things. God is acting to you as a father does to his sons. For what son does not have punishment from his father? What son? What kind of son is that? Hey, go to the next verse. If I'm your father, I'll lash you. Go to the next verse. But if you have not that punishment of which we all have our we all have part, then you are not true sons, but children of shame. Go to the, go to the verse nine. And again, if the fathers of our flesh, he says, if the fathers of our flesh, those who gave birth to us, physically speaking, he says, if the fathers of our flesh gave us punishment and had our respect, how much more will he be under the authority of the father of spirits and have life? He says, the father of our flesh beat us. Fathers are to beat. So don't be surprised if your father beat you when you are, you are good. It's part of it. My son right now, I'm the nicest person to him right now. I'm, taking, I'm intentionally taking that role of being the comforter. My wife is the one who's doing, hey, don't, hey, don't. But right now, me, I want, oh, do everything just for free. Because very soon I'll be changing. I'll be changing. I'll be the lashing type. Is it a good thing? Probably when the white people here, they'll not be happy. But it's the truth. They, if they don't lash, you don't grow up well. So don't go and come and tell me that pastor, pastor said that we shouldn't learn. We shouldn't go for lectures. School is not important. Who told you school is not important? Who told you school is not important? How will you be able to preach if you are not working in a good place? How will you bring the gospel? I just shared with you on Wednesday that your your, your work is a place for you to share the gospel. So why is it that you don't want to be employed? You don't want to do any of those things. Why? I will slap you. When did the Spirit leave me to tell you that? When? Hallelujah. Yeah. Says I've come to differentiate between and divide houses three against two four people around you would want to prevent you from obeying what God wants you to do and you have to be smart. Let's look at the example of Saul. Then we'll close. Okay? Can I show you about Saul? Yeah. Go to First Samuel chapter fifteen. Let's read from verse one. First Samuel fifteen. Become an obedient child of God. Okay? Yeah. Tell me about. I am an obedient child of God. I am in a place of obedience. obedience. Therefore, I obey what God tells me to do. Yeah. And you know, you know. You know. We are the sheep of his pasture. Okay? Jesus said that, my sheep hears my voice. He is a shepherd. And he says, my sheep are raised. They are trained to hear my voice. Everybody sitting here hears God's voice. The only thing we are doing is to train you to hear God's voice better. That's what we are doing. How are we doing? We are using the word of God to help you. I know what God, I know what God has said for the next yes. I know what God has I know. I know the plan of God. I know the purpose of God. I'm not oblivious of the purpose of God. I know what God is saying. You get it? In our time. I, I'm not oblivious. I know. That is why I am a success. I know because I know what I know the will of God, and I'm, I'm just obeying what He says I should should be done. There are details of it, but the general will of God and the general word of God is out there. You don't you don't need anybody to tell you. It's in the, it's in the Bible shop. It says, "For God wills that all men be saved and come to knowledge of truth." That's the, that's what God has said. So anything you will do to get all men saved and come to knowledge of the truth, of the truth, you are in the will of you are obeying God. Romans chapter 8, verse 30. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 30. Mother, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Verse 31. No, no, go to verse 28. Go to 28. Let's go from 28 to... I'm showing sure you some of the things that God has said, like concerning our, our time and what's supposed to be happening. You just have to obey it. If you obey it, you'll be fine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, and, we know that, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to what? His purpose. The according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to what? Uh, to the image of a son, that he might be the firstborn among many. But he says, for whom God did foreknow. God foreknew you before you came. God knew you before you came. Do you know that? He says, before you were clothed of blood, your mother's womb, I knew you. God has known you all these years before you came. He says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. What is the meaning of predestinate? To give a destination before the start of the journey. Yeah. So before the journey of your life started, there was a, there's a destination that God has made for you already. So God has given you a destination already. There's a place you are supposed to be. There's, there's a location you are supposed to arrive in. What is that location? To be conformed. He wants you to be conformed to the image of a son. So that his son might be the first one among many brethren. He says he wants you to look like Jesus. Inherently speaking, you look like Jesus. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Verse 17. As he is, so are we now. In this world, doesn't it? Yeah. We are like him. But outwardly speaking, in terms of our character, in terms of our obedience, our level of obedience, we don't look like him. He says, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. We are now the sons of God, doesn't it? So he says that he wants you to be conformed Do you understand conform? To become like. To conform. Meaning that you are not in that state. Now, change to become like that. Have his living. He's talking about you being in his living. So, if you want to know about the will of God concerning you. This is the will of God concerning you. God wants you to be like a son. How does he want you to be like a son? You can't be like him if you don't have him. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't be like him if you don't. How can a dog be behaving like a human being? The day a dog starts behaving like a human being, starts talking and starts doing all those things, we will be surprised, isn't it? You cannot be like a human being if you are not already a human being. Or you cannot be, for instance, a, let's say I'm a professor. A dog cannot study to become a professor. My son is the one who can study to become a professor and be like me in my professorial degree, isn't it? That's what he's talking about. So you are inherently like him. You are in the same class with him. We are all the God kind. We have the God nature. Now he says he wants you to look like his son. How does how his son? His son obeyed him even unto death. The death of the cross. He says he wants you to conform to the image of a son. That's why Paul prays in, in, in Galatians 4 verse 19. He says, My little children of whom I travel again in birth unto Christ be formed in you. Christ is in you, but Christ must be formed completely in you. When you think like he does, talk like he does, laugh like he does. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that is the that is the will of God. That is the that is what God wants for you. And I know so I'm telling I, I know these things. This these and I'm sure if you don't know, I'm telling you right now. This what so you must obey by reading your bible just open your bible and read because in reading your bible and in studying your bible and meditation your bible you become like him second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. what does it say but we all with open face beholding us in the glass the glory of the Lord. It says we are changed, we are transfigured, we are metamorphosed into that same image, even as it says into that same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So God's will concerning your life, or God's law concerning your life, is that you will become more like a son. Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven down, not speaks the same thing. Since he gave some apostles and prophets. He showed you why we are in your life. Oh, he all He gave all these people for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. For the build up of the body of Christ. Building them up into what? Go to the next verse. So we all come in the energy of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man. The word perfect is teleos. Teleos. Teleos, that particular word, teleos, is a word from which we get telescope. Telephone. Telegram. Telegraph. If you've noticed, all these tele-tele things have has to do with you staying somewhere, doing something, yet another person staying somewhere, getting that information and acting with that information, isn't it? Telegram. You send information from here to that place. Telephone. Television. You, you see what they are doing in the studio far away from you. We are in Ghana. We can see what's going on in America. We know what's going on in America. And we can act. And that's where we get all the foolish things from, isn't it? Yeah. Some people say they are gay. It started from America. It wasn't from here. We didn't, we, those times, it wasn't part of our lives. Right now, people are raping people to become gay. They will open your and before you, you realize you are gay. That's what's happening in the boarding schools now. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's what's in the boarding schools now. If you went to Boucher they are called Lotoses. And uh, Lotosa. They've been, they've been raping boys. Right now, they rape boys. It's only it's not only girls who are raped now. Now boys are also raped. May your son not be raped in Jesus' name. May your son's buttons be closed <laughs> to any form of raping. They just rape. So that is their conversion. Now they also don't. Those times they were depending on when someone's tendency is on like like woman woman tendencies. Now they don't they don't only depend on that. Now they are into conversion. They convert. They are also doing an account They are also converting people to become like them by raping them. It's only Christians who don't want to convert people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, so believe in the prayer, the blessing I'm, I'm blessing you with. May your son's bottoms be closed from any, even your own bottoms, may it be closed from any other person. In Jesus' name, in Jesus name yeah. It's terrible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell yours, yes, tell it. So what he says is to become a perfect man. What it means is that you are here on earth. But whatever is happening in heaven is, tell it to you. You you live it on earth without any fault. Do you get it? Like you know the timing of the spirit, you are in tandem. You are walking on the divine calendar of God without missing anything. That's what he's talking about. Become a perfect man. You are in sync with Christ. On to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. That's the word of God. This is what we are supposed to obey. Okay? Conform to the image of the Son. Do you like my message? Yeah. So don't be, don't be. So me, I know, I know what I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just kidding to what God is doing. That's why I'm prospering. I just obey what He wants. Isaiah chapter two, verse one to verse four it talks about the mountain of the Lord being exalted above all the hills, all the mountains. It says to be, to be on top of all the mountains. Mean that the church is the number one thing that will become established. A mountain is an establishment. If you want to go and you are meeting a mountain, you can't move the mountain. You have to go around the mountain. Mountain, yeah, established, you are there. He says, real establishment will not be in some companies, it will be in the church. It shall come to pass, as Isaiah 2 verse 2, it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. There will be other mountains, but this one will be established in the top of the mountains. The church, the house of the Lord, will be more established, more powerful, more, more secure. So if you like, all those who spend their lives on building the house of God will be more secure. As so I know the will of God. This is not the only time. Another prophet in Malachi. also prophesied the same to Malachi one. He also prophesied the same to think they, they knew each other. But we're in different timelines. And when Jesus came, he said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not be built. So I know what God is doing. I know God is interested in his house. He's interested in his church. So whatever I'll do to make the house of God better, I'll do it. That's my obedience. And as I obey, he takes care of me. Since I will enjoy the good of the land. So we are in, we are in uh, First Samuel chapter what? Chapter 15. Let's read about Saul and then we'll close. Okay? Saul is my closing point. It's my conclusion. So let me conclude. So someone also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore, hearken unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Now sometimes God speaks to you through your pastor, through the man of God who has made you something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to the next verse, verse 2. That says the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. God is talking. Him. He says, I remember what Amalek did to Israel. What did Amalek do to, to Israel? How he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from, from Egypt. Amalek is the first group of people who attacked Israel when they came out of Egypt. They, just said, Israel was the weakest thing you can think about, the weakest nation you can think about because they had just started as a nation. They didn't have swords, they didn't have any of those things, but Amalek decided that let's kill it at their birth stage. They are now they've not been, they been born. Let's just kill them. And God saw it as real wickedness. So God said, after they had fought Amalek and finished Amalek, God said that this thing in the ears of Joshua. I'll fight Amalek from generation to generation. I will destroy all of them. God gave an instruction and said, There's a day coming, I'll destroy all of Amalek. What I'm seeing is in Exodus somewhere. He said, I'll destroy all of Amalek. And that day had come and god was going to use saul to do what he wanted to do years ago about a thousand years before saul came god was finally going to get his revenge on amalek he said rise up and go and go and face amalek go on now go and smite amalek and utterly destroy saul was not reading his bible so he didn't know how this particular instruction meant to god he didn't know what it meant to god there was cross with these things inside Oh, let me look for that scripture. I'll go to Exodus. Exodus chapter 17. Last verse of Exodus chapter 17. Exodus chapter 17. The distance between Joshua and Saul is long. There are many judges that came after Joshua. Then Saul was made the first king of Israel. Many years. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn that He the, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Continue. That's, okay, go, go to, let's read. That from verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, write this, you see. So they wrote it down. Write this for a memorial in a book. They wrote it in a book. Saul was not reading the book. He was not reading the Bible. And rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. I'll re- this is what God wanted to do. This is the will of God. I will remove them, the remembrance, the thought of them from you know there are yes there are people who are who, who whose thoughts have been removed from history completely. Yeah. Various groups who didn't honor God they've been taken out. Israel is the oldest group of people in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. For I will utterly destroy. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For the Lord said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So this is what. So now God is coming to do what He wants to do with who, brother Saul. And sends the servant to go and tell him, go and go and fulfill what God has said. Go and smite Amalek. Go, go, go to the 3. I want to show you what God said. Smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. Spare them not. But slay both man and woman, infant, and suckling, Freshly born baby. Kill everybody. Ox and sheep, camel and ass. Kill everything. Kill everybody. So God is going to do what? Because Amalek was wicked. You see, if you don't know what Amalek did, you think that God is being wicked here. Okay, what kind of God will kill children and everybody? That was the intention Amalek had for Israel. God's chosen. They wanted to abort God's plans. And God said, okay, you people, you see what I'll do to you. So finally, God is going to get his revenge. But because Saul was not the type who was reading the Bible, he didn't know how this particular instruction mattered to God. He never read Exodus chapter chapter 17. He didn't read Exodus chapter 17, verse, what? verse 14, 15, and 16. He never read it. Every time when he gets there, he would jump to the, the nice part. And Saul gathered the people together and numbered them and tell him, 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. Continue. And Saul came to a city of Amalek and laid wait in the valley. And Saul said unto the Canaanites, Go, go, depart, depart. Get you out from blah, blah, blah. I'm coming to destroy the Amalekites. Go, go on, go to the next verse, verse 7. And Saul smote the Amalekites from Havilah until thou comest to show that is over against Egypt. He killed them. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag. And the best of the sheep. You remember God said kill everything. Best of the sheep. And of the oxen. And of the fatlings. And of the lambs. And all that was good. And would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refuse. that they utterly destroyed. In fulfilling what God has said. In obeying God. They obeyed God half. And did what they wanted to do. Hey, look how God said. Then came the word of the Lord unto someone saying, It repented me. It has burnt my heart. So things can bend God's heart. Your disobedience can burn God's heart. Like, ah, this boy, I just I told him he shouldn't do this. Look at what he's doing. Sometimes you are home, eh? you know it's church time. You're supposed to be in church. Then there's, there's a voice telling you, Don't go. And you respond to that voice. You are burning God's heart. Sorry? I'll come at nine thirty. Instead of coming at eight thirty, I'll come at nine thirty. God has booked a schedule with you, an appointment with you at eight thirty. You are Ghanaian. You are into litness. So your lateness has dragged to God. Hey, you don't know what you are losing. It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and has not performed my commandment. And he grieved Samuel and he cried unto the Lord all night. But God had changed his mind about Saul. You are not going to, I'm not going to use you again. So can, can, can that be a point where God to say that, this guy has disobeyed me consistently. He's in, the, he's in the place of obedience, but it's like he's always disobeying me. The thing is, you remember what I said, your obedience is connected to people. You understand? So maybe in the plans of God, you were supposed to be in the house of God to receive information concerning soul winning. So that when you go out, you'll be able to win his soul. Because he's going to be the pastor of a certain big church somewhere. But you didn't come for the meeting. So you didn't hear about the soul winning. So you never met him. Because you didn't meet him, this guy will marry this woman. Who is wrong for him. That's Jezebel for him. It's not true. It's just a figure of speech. I cancel it in Jesus' name. It cannot be Jezebel. I'm a prophet, so I have to be careful what I say. And they will give birth to a son who will become like Etla and kill 60 million people, including the one who disobeys children and grandchildren and he himself. But he didn't know. He just... Small disobedience. Oh, I'm not going. Hey! So God knows what... He knows there. Ripple effect of your obedience and your disobedience. He knows it. You don't know it. But God knows it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when Simon rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Simon, saying, Saul came to Camel, and behold, he set up a place and has gone about and passed on and gone down to Gilgal. Verse 13. And someone came to Saul and said unto him, Blessed be thou, of the lord i have performed the commandment of the lord he didn't even know what he had done you, know, you have performed the commandment of the lord god i've done all god says i should do and someone said what minute then this bleating of the sheep? i can hear me at the back i hear meh in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which i hear oh oh so oh 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 someone. they brought they brought the people brought them from the amalekites for the people spared the beasts of the sheep and other he didn't include himself and to sacrifice unto the lord thy god and the rest have utterly have they utterly destroyed the, the, the lord thy god that was it and someone said unto so and and i will tell thee what the lord has said and Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites for the people the beasts of the, the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord your God, not my God, your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then someone said, let me tell you what the Lord is saying. Go to the next verse. And someone said, when thou was little in your eye, your own eye, your own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribe of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king of Israel. I, God made you what you, have, what you have become. How dare you not obey what God is. When you were. You didn't know that day Saul was going to be chosen as, as king. He was hiding. You know he was hiding? He was hiding behind some, some baskets. When they, they called his name three times. He didn't come. Then someone went to push him. Like, go, 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 go. And he came. He was, he, was, he was nothing. God made him something. Now. There are levels of obedience. There are levels of obedience. Obedience is a huge journey. It's not a one journey. It's a huge journey. It's not a one day thing. It's a long journey that starts little by little. There are small, small things God to tell you. Do this. If you do it, He pushes you to the next level. Do this. Obedience is what leads you into greatness. Okay? I not tell you about Israel. I'll go to the next verse, verse eighteen. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but this fly upon? the spoil, and this evil in the sight of the Lord. Continue. And Saul so said unto Samuel, Ye, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Why, why are you saying that I have obeyed? Continue. But the people took off the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which is blah, 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 to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight? Has the Lord great delight? Hmm? In bent on phrases and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. To obey is better than what? Sacrifice. And to hearken. You see sometimes some people want to use seeds and offerings to cure everything between them and God. God is not into that. Though. You can't use it to change everything. There was this advert on, t- on TV. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you know The Windows. You can watch The Windows. I don't know if you know The Windows. Go to Facebook, type The Windows. Or go to YouTube, type The Windows. You will learn too much about so many things. One of their, th- one of their, their, their what, what's it called skits, right? They had a lady who had slept with so many guys, broken so many guys' hearts. And now she was looking for her husband and could not find her husband. And the pastor was talking about how her past is destroying her and that she should go and make... Because someone spoke some curses upon her and was working on her. You see, curses are not supposed to work on Christians. But when you do the wrong thing and someone speaks a curse upon you, it will work because you are out of God's will. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you are in God's will, no matter who, who says what, nothing will happen to you. But immediately you fall out of the will of God and you don't come back quickly. Am I scaring you? There's a spirit called the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It's good. There's a spirit in the, in the sevenfold manifestation of the spirit called the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So there are some things you have to fear concerning God. And what he tells you, God tells God. Solomon, in the, at the end of his life, said that the, the biggest, the, let's say, the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his words, keep his commandments. Fear God. Says that is the whole duty of man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fear God. Go back to First Samuel, what we're reading. And the, the pastor told him, "Go back and go and go and go and see this person and talk to the person and reconcile with the person." She said, oh, "I want to sow a seed for it. Let me sow a seed for it. It's because people have to, oh, I can sow a seed for everything. I can sacrifice something for everything, brother. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. Your obedience. I said your obedience leads you. What's the difference between Saul and David? One of the cardinal differences is that David obeys. So." God said, I have chosen David the seventh of my, a man after my own heart. Who will do all my program? He will do everything I say I should, I should do. Not what he thinks. Or what he feels or what, what other people are saying. Saul so, so, so was accusing the people. The people did this. The people did that. The people the, before this verse 13, chapter 13, the, he said the people moved him to sacrifice when he was not supposed to sacrifice. God, God wanted him to go for war. There was supposed to be a sacrifice before he goes. And Samuel was was not coming, so he decided after some days that he would do the sacrifice. As soon as he finished sacrificing, Samuel came. He said, "Why have you done so foolishly?" He said, "The people, the people are the ones who don't let people cause you to do things that are against God's will. Do you understand? Because of your friends, you don't want to associate yourself with the house of God. What is your problem? The will of God is that you associate yourself with the house of God. The will of God is that you change your friends from those people to God's people. The will of God is that you marry a Christian, not a Muslim, but you, you have seen a Muslim you like." a fair Muslim. Her bottoms are like this. Like tipper track. So it's like you don't know what to do. And your friends are challenging, They make you not make it go. Make you not make it go. Make you hey, not slack. You are diving. You are digging your own grave. God loves you, but you are, because of your disobedience. Listen, some people think that obedience is not found in Christ. In Christ, there's obedience. Great obedience. He's obeyed, but we must continue to obey. Do you understand? Yes, Pastor. To obey is better than to sacrifice. Then he says, for rebellion, verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion. Rebelling against God. And what he's saying. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness as iniquity. They are stubborn Christians. Rebellious Christians. You are in a different class. See, how, see how obey. I obey the word of God and the will of God. I'll do what God wants me to do. See, one of my, my chiefest prayer is that God help me obey you. I just want to obey you. I just want to do what you want me to do. Show me what to do and help me do it. Give me a desire to do what you want me to do. Finish. I said you, your real success eh, is inside. The principle of success begins with obedience, actually, not with throwing and reaping. Yeah. Not with giving and receiving. You can give and whatever. If you are not obeying God, forget it. At the point in time in your life, your obedience is location bound. I obeyed God to come here. Yeah, I obeyed God. God told me, "Come to Kumasi, come to Kumasi." I obeyed. You may struggle a little, but obey what God wants you to do. I've you, even Jesus was struggling. So if you are struggling, like the the thing, what you know, you know what God is telling you. Sometimes God is telling you, "Join the choir." You have done your face like something. You will not join. You will not obey God. Like my message, join the club. But it's in your heart, God is talking to you every time. When you come and you are singing, you know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm supposed to be, doing. but then you keep postponing it. Well, it's not it's not God, it's not God that's talking to me. No, it's someone else, something else. They worry me too much. I can't come for a hair's house, I can't do this, I can't do that. You are disobeying God. I'm dialing on my saying. Join, do something. Do Go do this. Go here. God is always. God is a. God is a talkative. You know. God, how many of you know God is a talkative, serious talkative? He's always talking. Always. Always talking. Do this. Do that. Do this. When I was coming, God told me I was speeding to a point. As I was speeding, God told me, "Take your time." So I took my time. <laughs> when I took my time, uh, someone with a bicycle just entered the road. Main highway. We just entered. Shoom, like this. If I had not obeyed, what would have happened? By now, I didn't be here. I'll be. I'll be in the hospital. No, he will be in the hospital, but I have to be there with him. <laughs> and I will not be able to come, to come and share the word of God with you like I'm doing now. Amazingly, every God has a plan for every, every meeting, every service. He knows who is going to come. He knows what. Can you imagine? He told me, come and, come and preach this thing to them. Because some people will come. They need to hear this one. It will change their lives. So let them hear it. That's why I came. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Rebellion is as witchcraft. It's as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is what? It's as iniquity and as idolatry. Because that has rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. You will not. This is where his enjoyment was coming from. The kingship was what was bringing him enjoyment. He obeyed God to become a king. But he didn't obey God in fulfilling the demands of being a king. So God took him out. Obedience is on different levels. Different levels. Yesterday, God told me build simple. Bishop Dark's style of building. Four walls. Roofing sheets. Finish. No pillar in the middle. Finish. Do that. And you see, he had God tell him that. What's God is telling him? God told him that some years ago. Because he fulfilled his obeying God. They've built big kodesh, the kodesh type of building. They've built about seven in the last five years. Wow. You should see the buildings. I, mean, I like, I like church. My stay in the car, We went, to, we just entered the church. When we go to our car, and God told me go to this church. So as soon as I got to our car, as we we're driving, we were driving, God told me go to this. Church. I just turned the cash, <laughs> and then we went, to the, we went, we entered the church. As we go, God told me do this, do this. You see the way they've done, it. do the same thing. Come, let's go back. And I, I'm obeying God, so I'll be a success. My kinship will not be taken away from me. Obey God. Your real success is in obedience. You say you're a seed of Abraham. If you're a seed of Abraham, which you are, the art of following Abraham is the art of obeying God, knowing what God has said and doing it. You will be a success. Okay? How many of you want to obey God? Rise up on your feet and talk to God. Tell God, I want to help me obey you. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.